0: for
1: the
0: Equalizer, and it's a, a beautiful sculptor score for us. This ball is won by Armagh Carlino Hanen, the, the right person in the right field. Armagh like, yeah, for the Equalizer, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. Outstanding. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're looking forward to the Armagh ladies heading to Crook Park this weekend as they take on Kerry in the Division 2 National League final. As always, this podcast is brought to you in association with McKeever's team, we proud suppliers of all Armagh GA merchandise. I'm delighted to welcome on Kiva Morgan as she's going to help me look forward to the big game coming up on Sunday. Kiva, a big game, there's a lot of buzz around Armagh at the minute. Um, we, we spoke a number of weeks ago that Armagh... We're on top of the tables in in nearly all codes, but um, only one reached the the league final. Um, The Hurlers reached the league final, of course, as well, but they were defeated last weekend. But Armagh have a real chance this weekend, and there's a real real buzz. Um, All the clubs taking buses and not going to Crook Park. I suppose Crook Park will get on to that in a second, but great for Armagh to be in a league final.
1: Fantastic for Armagh. You know, Armagh ladies have... Been working towards this I suppose for the last couple of years and there's great things going on in Armagh and it just feels like it's all coming together. Um, teaching in St Catharines you know I have loads of the students coming to me saying Miss can't wait to go to the match and our club's got a bus and Translink are running the rail service so um, yeah look you know it's fantastic and the fact that you know you have the Grange and Muller Brack playing at half time and it's just a real collective around the whole of Armagh so it's fantastic buzz yeah.
0: And obviously The buzz of getting the league final, but the biggest prize and offer is obviously promotion. Um, They want to be, we spoke earlier on a couple of months ago on the podcast about how important it was for promotion for this team. And obviously, if you want to push on and hopefully, you know, get all Ireland titles and compete for all Ireland titles, you have to be up in that top tier. So that's the biggest prize, I suppose, for the Armagh players. Everything else is just background noise that they're focused. They're going to want to get into that top tier.
1: Yeah, look, you know, it's been the aim for the last couple of years. And as you say, the girls are very, very focused on the task at hand. Um, Look, I suppose give off is the words I'd use about the National League structure over the last couple of years. Armagh have been playing the same teams over and over again. And, you know, it's not productive. So I think, you know, if Armagh can get into Division One, I don't know what they'll plan to do with the leagues next year. but. When you want to be contesting for senior championship titles, you know Armagh would get into semi-final stages and just haven't been able to push it on. And I think if they're consistently playing in Division One, Sean, it'll help them because you know they'll play maybe a different brand of football. They'll you know maybe you know change or systems to play a little bit more to play those teams. And then when they meet them in the championship, that it's not maybe so alien to them. So, in terms of progression, Division One is where Armagh need to be, and I fully believe it's where they deserve to be. And just hoping that all goes well on Sunday, that that's where. You know the end
0: result will be. And do you think has that been the stumbling block, even the last year or two, why Arma haven't reached, you know, the All Ireland final or, or got, um, you know, winning them, the national titles? Is because they're playing Division Two, and when you get to the Championship, it's a completely different standard that they're not used to.
1: Yeah, I do think that's a big part to play in it. Um, Look, I I know Armagh have been building a squad over the last couple of years as well, and suppose the the couple of years that we've had, it's been difficult, you know, to really assess it. But I think in in terms of progression, you know, the standard of football in Division One is better. There's no doubt about it. And you can see those teams that are progressing are all playing in Division One because they're playing each other. And, you know, there's maybe tougher contests in Division One and like, Arma and Division Two are way ahead of the game, you know, and and just fingers crossed, you know, they get their just reward on Sunday. Kerry, I'll be no mean feat now. I know I'm not writing it off, but um, in terms of Championship progression, you know, Arma will be thinking about that in the back of their heads, and you know, wanting to progress Arma, and that's what Arma is all about at the minute. You know, progressing the team, progressing you know the youth, and and hopefully it'll come to fruition.
0: I think Arma have already showed that this year that. Um, well we don't want to say too much in case we jinx Sunday but yeah. they're way ahead Division 2 you know the semi-final showed that 7 18 to 1-9 against Leash. like no, neither team's learning anything or taking anything from that like it was a complete walkover and Armagh as you say they deserve to be a Division 1 team they're good enough to be a Division 1 team and they've clearly shown that they're, they're apart from Kerry we'll wait to see it happen Sunday they're mm-hmm. too good for Division 2
1: yeah look it's all well and good us saying this, Sean, look, and I've been there before when, you know, back in 2014, 2015, even 2013, you know, we kept getting beat by a point or two points with Arma, and it became a culture thing, and it was a very hard mindset to get out of, you know, it took us to 2014 and 15 to get out of Division 3 and then get out of Division 2, so it's, it's all right us saying all of that, and the recipe's all there, and the players are there, and everything's going really, really well, but it's down to the girls to do that on Sunday, and you know, look, I just I know the girls are just wanting the whistle to be blown because there's an awful lot of stuff going on in the background. And yes, it is background noise, but you do hear a little bit of it. And sometimes it can affect as well. Like Kerry are a great team. You know, haven't played them in the past. Our mass struggle sometimes against them. They're they're physical girls. They have a tall midfield. They have a really good middle eight. They're very athletic. Um, and look, like I know will have their homework done on this. And, you know, it's all right us saying, yeah, you know, Armal deserve to be out of Division 2, but you still have to produce the goods on Sunday. They're going to have to do the work. I don't think it'll be as an easier a game um, as what maybe the, the rest, their side of Division 2 has been. Uh, I was very impressed, as I had said before, you know, I just thought Armagh weren't convincingly enough beating, you know, Monaghan, Cavan and Tyrone. You know, I really wanted them to hammer people, you know, um, and look, Leash, just, you know, the to- the football that they played was, you know, a really lovely brand of football. They just were very clinical. They had a job to do. And I think they were setting down a marker to show Kerry, well, look, you know, we have this in our arsenal. So, um Look, in terms of the recipe for the game on Sunday, um, you know, Kerry will have worked very, very hard and they'll know Armagh inside out. And they'll be playing on the back of the team. You know, we've played them so many times and we've, you know, we've come the better of them. So it'll be interesting to see just, you know, how Armagh deal with players like um, Louise Nimura-Hurtu, is fantastic, no you know, top scorer for them. I presume Armagh will probably do a woman marking job on her um I would probably think Chloe McCambridge would be the girl for that. Um she's a great experienced player for our a fantastic full back. She's marked her before, I think. So, you know, sh- she'll have all of that in her mindset. And psychologically, I think she'll be very up for the challenge. So it'll be interesting to see also how they deal with Amy Mackin on the other hand. Um so it'll be an interesting contest there.
0: And just on Carrie, then Kiva's doing a bit of research before um we've come live here. Arma i I've met Kerry the last five times they've met. Kerry have won all five and they the beat Armour in the semi final in 2019 in the, the Division 2 semi final. So, history is on Kerry's side, recent history and recent form is on Kerry's side. For a player, what is that like heading into a game? Do Arma care that they, have, they haven't beaten Kerry recently, or is it just all on the day? It's, it's you know, they're, they're concentrating on the match rather than what has happened in the past.
1: Well, there's been a good bit of turnover within Arma. So there'll be players there that probably have never played Kerry before and don't really know much about them. Um, and and Arma will just focus on themselves. Kerry will obviously be big enough that point, the fact that they have beat you know, Arma on the last five occasions. But Arma will just focus on their own game plan. And they'll have their homework done. Uh, they'll not get too bogged down in this, and I've talked about this before. You know, every team picks out the positives for them, and you downplay the negatives. So that's the way you tend to progress with it. Um, you know, because you're looking to go forward and focus on all your positives. So, as I've said, look, I I never liked playing Kerry because I just thought they were so physical, and where Armal can be physical, I know I understand that, but um, they just play a brand of football that is very very um hard hitting. Um, and it can it depends it'll also depend on the referee on the day as well but the fact that it's on TV and the fact that it's in Croke Park you'd hope that it's a good fur, a fur um, and that you know um, justice will win out on the day and that in terms of that but their midfield they had Lorraine Scanlon went into midfield um, against Monaghan the last day and Anna Galvin who's our captain they are very very good midfielders uh, they're strong they're tall and um, so in terms of the arm as kick out um, you know the, the maybe I'm sure they will have worked on this to try and keep it away maybe from the midfield they might try a different few options like Anna Carr has been fantastic for Armagh this year um, and, and I mean she, she'll know what she's at and where to keep the ball away from and things like that park's a massive pitch so they'll exploit that I'm sure um, but in terms of Kerry like you know the fact that maybe a lot of them girls haven't played against them um, it'll probably not worry them that much
0: and just on the the midfield thing in Armagh, loads of midfield options of Nave Coleman, Neve Marley, Carolina Hanlon can play out there. Um, but I just want to focus on Blaheen Macken because um, a couple of years ago when Amy was out with her um, after doing her cruciate, Blaheen sort of took on the star forward role in the full forward line. Um, then when they got to the semi final in twenty twenty, she was sent a half back. Now she's midfield; she can combine the both roles. Is that her best position, do you feel, Kiva is she, is she better in midfield or where would you like to see her?
1: Well, I think in terms of what you're saying there, Sean, the fact that she has played nearly everywhere has led to this, um, you know, star performing uh, role in midfield. You know, that's the mark of the player in Blahim. Blahim would do anything for Arma. She'll play anywhere. She'll adapt to many different roles. Um, but she has such a great engine. She's a fantastic link player. And I just love the way she distributes the ball into the forward line, you know, mostly to Amy, I suppose, and the two of them are so connected and know each other so well, but um, yeah, I think they find the best position for her. She's very creative as well. And you need that in a midfielder, you know, there's times where you'll see her in her full back line and then you'll see her up scoring a goal. So, I mean, that's your dream midfielder. Um, You know, and Blahin has worked really, really hard to get to that position, you know, to, to make that position her own. And it would be nice to see her stay there in terms of, you know, the progression of our and where they're going and, Blaheen's a good vocal leader on the pitch as well. So um, in terms of the full package, I think she's, you know, pretty much nearly there, yeah.
0: And that link-up play with Amy is obviously crucial as well. Amy, our most top scorer, obviously. Um, Blaheen, playing the ball into Amy like they're in the backyard, and that's obviously the link-up play is going to be there.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is, Sean. You can just mm-hmm. see, you know, Blaheen doesn't even have to look to know where she is. You know, and there's things that Amy does, you know, she'll point one way and maybe go another and Blackie knows exactly where she's going to go. And, you know, that's a gift to, you know, to have that connection with someone um, and Arma benefit richly from it.
0: And just on Crook Park, you know, a lot has been made about Amy Macken being one of, if not the best player in the country, having never played in Crook Park, to the same. There's a load of girls coming to Crook Park on Sunday that are going to be in the exact same situation. I think there's five on the panel that have played in Crook Park before. What what's that like, Kiva, heading into Crook Park for your first ever game on a final just brings its own pressure without it being your first time in Crook Park as well?
1: Well, look, that's your childhood dream. You know, when you start playing, that's where you want to go. That's where every child, boy, girl wants to be at the end of the day. I think it's fantastic that now the girls are getting the just rewards and that they're playing in Crook Park. And I hope that, you know, I won't need to talk about this anymore going forward, that it'll be a just, it'll be a, a given, that it's a thing that always happens. Um, it's fantastic for young girls to see their heroes playing in Crook Park. Um, look, it's a it's a massive occasion. Um, in two thousand and five, when we got to Crook Park, um, oh gosh, the nerves um, <laughs> and the whole the whole hype around it. And you know, when it's in Crook Park, it's just massive. You know, like I'm comparing this to when we played in Parnell Park in twenty fifteen against Donegal in the National League final. Look, you know, it doesn't matter necessarily where you play as long as you get the result but it's special. It's really special because everybody comes on board with it and everybody knows about it. There's so much more media hype about it. So, you know, it's very, it's very important how you manage that, you know, and, and teams are so well equipped now, you know, with psychologists and, you know, talking about things a lot more and how, how, how you'll manage your nerves. And we had Fenula McAtomney back in the day and she's a psychologist. So she had wee tips and things to give us, you know, by playing in Croke Park and, Suppose I suppose I ha, we had our daddy who played there as well. So we were lucky. He, he said to us, you know, take it all in. You know, if there's a guard escort and, you know, soak all the energy and make sure you, you look around and you see everything that's happening because it's special and you might not be back again. Well, of course, back then I didn't believe him, you know, and then we were lucky enough in 2006 to get back. But, you know, I mean, then I was never back there. So, you know, the girls were there in 2012 with the intermediate team. Um, you know and, and you know you'd expect that those girls would be talking to the arm to the other girls that maybe haven't been there and you'll try and play it down, but in the back of your head like it's wow, you know it's you know uh, you know I know Amy Mackin like that's where she wanted to be when she was no age you know and, and now she's there and it's amazing, but there's still a job to do and you don't want to get too carried away and it use the energy and use the nerves, but use it in a positive way. Um, but it's it's you know it's really exciting and it's great for, you know, Armagh people to get to go to Crook Park again. You know, it's brilliant for everybody in the whole
0: county. And is that difficult, you, you said about your dad, you know, telling you to take everything in and sort of enjoy it? But as you say, there's still a job to do. Is there is it difficult trying to find that balance that, you know, this could be your last ever time playing in Crook Park? You want to take it all in, you want to enjoy it, but you still have a job to do. So is it difficult trying to find that balance?
1: Yeah, like I suppose I was young and naive then, Sean, because I thought oh, we, we will be back, we'll be back the next year and the next year. Um, but I suppose for the older players, you know, the likes of Kelly and Caroline, and you know, maybe the likes of Sarah, who and um, you know who who maybe you know are a wee bit older than the others, will be thinking, God, I might not be back here again. And you know, they will soak it in probably an awful lot more. Uh, the way things are moving with the LGFA, the fact that there's more games in Crook Park. You know, you'd think that the girls won't be thinking this will be my last time here. You know, they'll be also thinking, you know, there's plenty of more opportunities for me. So maybe won't get as bogged down at, uh, as other people might.
0: And I suppose we've talked about Emi and Blahine, and Armagh's forward line always attracts a lot of attention, obviously, for the big scores they put up. But I suppose there's a question mark heading in this weekend over Callie Mullen, whether she'll be available or not. She um, broke her leg, of course, last year in the club championship. And um, playing for for modern camogie so she hasn't featured at all um so far in the league do you think will she bring a surprise maybe will she be introduced on on sunday uh
1: look well, about what i have to say about kelly is that her resilience is really admirable because kelly has had an awful lot of injuries Look, like, you know she plays three sports most of the time and um, there's an awful lot demanded of her um I don't know whether she will feature or not. It'd be lovely if Armor were winning by about 10 or 15 points and they could bring her on, you know. Um, But in in terms of where Armor are at now, there's so much depth in their squad. So, you know, it's not like a panic thing where, oh gosh, we don't have Kelly, you know, we won't be able to perform. And I know behind the scenes, you know, she keeps everybody going and she's adopted a real pastoral kind of role and maybe a different kind of role at times. But it's great to see she's back at training. Um, and she'll be thinking about other things as well You know, it's a long season and there's championship to come so it's important that they manage her well um, and player welfare is the most important thing there but you know, obviously ultimately it will be a management decision but I'd love to see Arma up by about 10 points and uh, you could bring her on just for
0: nostalgia I suppose we're saying about their forward line they've got this far without Kelly and without Alex Clark and played half a league campaign without Caroline O'Hanlon so that obviously shows the strength and depth that they have in their panel
1: yeah, look, it does. And it's exciting because they're, they're, those players are all there to come back, you know, and there's a championship season to come here as well. And, you know, there'll be more days in Crook Park. So, um, you know, in terms of, as I have said, the strength and the depth and the squad and the young players that there are there, it's great to see that there is so much versatility and competition for places because that's really important as well. And so many different people getting on the score sheet um, is really refreshing to see for Arma as well.
0: And not uh we're talking about Kelly's injury and that and whether she'll be back or not. We don't know, we'll not know to Sunday. But there's been a three-week gap between the leash game and this game. That obviously would help the likes of Kelly if she was close. Three weeks break, you know, get up to touch or, or touch and train and stuff. What's it like but a three-week gap? It's it's a long time for you just, you know, focus on a final. It's a long build up build-up period for Arma. So on one hand, it's good. It might get a few injured girls back in that. But if you're ready to go, you know, waiting three weeks, it's, it's a long time waiting about.
1: Yeah, look, that's how you got you got to manage your head space really there. You know, maybe it's a good idea to take the Tuesday after the semi-final off. So then it doesn't seem like a long, real long running. But at this stage of the year, you're trying to manage players because it's injury prevention now. So, you know, three weeks where it may seem long for your head, for your body and for recovery, it's probably the ample amount of time. So, Look, I know Arma have you know used that time really wisely, and they've great people in there to make sure that they are using the time you know productively. So it's really your heads you have to manage because it seems so far away. But um, look, they're there now. So,
0: and Kiva, I'll, I'll leave you on this, and we've sort of spoke about this at the start of the year about how big promotion would be for Arma, but they're there now. They're they're one game away. They're sixty minutes away from actually doing it. What, what would this mean for them? not only getting to Division 1, but getting their hands on silverware this year early in the year and heading into the championship? You know, they're already back-to-back Ulster champions. Going in Division 2 champions into the championship, it would obviously carry massive momentum for the rest of the year.
1: Of course it would, yeah. Look, it'll set the tone for the whole rest of the year. You know, this is, this is one stepping stone in the job for this year, and hopefully... There's a wee man in here to say hello, <laughs> and hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully, look, they'll do the job on Sunday and everything will go well. But look, it's it's really important that Armagh can seal the deal on Sunday.
0: Brilliant, Kiva, and um, hopefully Armagh can get um, off to a good start. Obviously, um, for the rest of the year, if they can be carried, they'll get promoted to Division One for next season and carry that momentum into the championship. Also, we'll be back um, next week, of course, with our club roundup and hopefully get a player interview. Too, as well as the hurling from the hurlers as well who get their necky record campaign up and running on sunday kiva thanks very much for coming on and giving us your thoughts thank you sean
1: by Armagh Carline O'Handa,
0: the, the right person in the right field. Armagh from the Equalizer, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. Oh, it's, it's up to Kira McGeady, the captain, it's all over! Right.